0: Welcome back to episode number 135 of the NP Dude. This is Jeff the NP Dude giving nurse practitioners a voice. It's everybody's voice. You guys know the answer to that, right? I don't need to do it anymore. Um, got a couple questions I want to talk about, um, or what? But primarily one insurance question that came up. I was tagged in. I want to kind of respond to that, and uh, I'm going to go through a little bit about um, the current state of the Clinical Nurse Practitioners for Change group, what we're doing, and uh, what we need your help with. So. I'm gonna do that one second. So if you guys are not into CNPC stuff and you don't really want to be involved in it, I won't say anything more. I've seen some chronic contractibles doing some uh, doing some posts and emails, and so we'll get into that. Okay, first, let's go into it. Um, got tagged in this email or in this string on Facebook about uh, an insurance policy. Somebody was asking about insurance stuff, and I tagged my page and said, "Here, go go listen. I've got this covered a bunch of different ways." from Sunday. And you can, you can learn at least enough that you can be educated to ask the right questions when you buy your policy. And somebody said, thanks. And that was about it. But then they went in and they said, have you ever heard of CM&F company? And I said, yes. And they said, well, we've got this policy there. And they, not we, but they, she said, they have this policy there that is a, um, a new grad NP policy, and I'm like, I've never heard of such a cool thing. What the hell is that? And I'm like, Well, let me go look it up and find out what this is. And I wanted to talk to you guys about it because I want to let you guys know that this is something that's out there and that you guys need to be aware of things that kind of pop up because it sounds really good marketing, but I'm not sure how it's going to work out in the long run because it's, it, and we'll get into it, I guess. So, this new grad NP insurance mal- malpractice insurance plan is one that is geared towards people that are just graduating, don't got no money, and you're strapped, and it's either you you know, feed the kids or you buy your malpractice insurance, and they understand that the current based policies are expensive, and claims-made policies are much cheaper, but you need to get tail coverage with the claims-made. So if you're not familiar with this point, go back and listen to my other shows and get caught up to speed on insurance, and malpractice insurance, the types and all that stuff. So the idea is that when you buy your policy, you want the best you can get, right? So that's an occurrence policy that, that, which basically means you don't need tail coverage if you quit working. 20 years, 30 years, 100 years from now, when you retire and you hurt somebody and for some weird reason, the statute of limitations is told and yet they're allowed to bring a suit to you 100 years from now, which never happens, but let's just assume they, they, they can then, then uh, you know CMNF or pro liability or you know NSO any of the, the big players will come back and help you because they're still in a company that's in existence and they're still around to be able to fight the fight for you or at least provide the, the money for you to go fight the fight under a claims made policy you don't get that benefit. it's like an auto policy it's only an effect for the year that you're there it's when the claim is brought. So if you hurt somebody three years ago and the claim is brought today, if you had a claims made policy, would be covered if it was, you know, a policy available today. Now, I've always said this and I kind of firmly believe this. If you're super cheap and you're on the ball and you're good with keeping track of your life, a claims made policy is not, not to be scared of as long as it has all the terms that you want in your policy, things that you expect to get. I like the little extra stuff, you know, you know, money for your attorney, um, the old give you money for depositions, they'll give you money for board actions, that kind of stuff. They they try to protect your license all the way around, whether it's from a, a claim of negligence or whether it's a, a board action. Or there's just somebody's just wasting your time. It could turn into something more. So I liked I like that those those small protections that are in my per, my current policy. I'm not sure I would have gotten that in a different policy. Right, So this this new grad N.P. policy is basically a claims-made policy for a period of time, and I believe it was six years, and then it auto-converts into an occurrence-based policy so that you don't need at year seven to be buying a tail policy for another couple years to get you out of those claims-made policies. So that's always the hiccup is that if you switch back and forth between claims-made and occurrence-based, the problem is that you may have gaps in your insurance because if you have a claims-made policy from the year um, 2015, and then you switched in 2016 to an occurrence-based policy. Well, if somebody got hurt from 2015, your occurrence-based policy is when the occurrence happened, not when the claim is brought. So you're you're going to have a gap. You need to get that tail policy to cover you and protect you for those next couple of years until the statute of limitation tolls. And the statute of limitation I talk about. So go back and look, type in statute, not statute, not like Statue of Liberty. Statute, T-U-T-E at the end. Um, statute of limitation and that will give you um, some information on what the guideposts are as, as far as the time frame that you're, you're on the hook for your malpractice. In Ohio, most everything's two years unless it's OB and then it's you know the 18 years plus the two years or it's when the, the defect was known plus two years. All right, so it could be upwards of 18 plus two. So it can be extremely expensive if you're doing midwifery. I just wanted to say midwifery today. That's what, that was my goal. I'm done. I'm checking out. <laughs> Put a pin in today. <laughs> midwifery. Um, so that that being said, you're you're kind of on the hook for a period of time after if with the claims made policy. Here's the problem I see with this, this cm and program, and I don't know if they address it or not because it's not on their website and I wasn't going to call. I didn't have time to call them. If you are mandated under that policy to stay with them for six years, you can't shop around. And usually by about year two, three, they start getting a little antsy about your, 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 uh, premium and they start jacking it up they start toying with you so you it's not uncommon for you to have to go back and threaten to leave the organization as a client to get their price to come back down to where it should be so you see people on all the Facebook groups saying oh my pro liability went way up and my NSO is through the roof and my you know you see that all the time where their insurance rates you know go up 10 percent in a year and nothing changed, you didn't have any actions, you didn't screw up, you don't have any claims against you, you're in the same practice, there's no reason for it to go up that much, and yet it does. The problem is, is if you have to lock in for six years with, with CMNF for a claims made policy to get the tail when it rolls over to an occurrence policy if you go to say you're three in that policy and, and you go ah geez i'm pete cmnf you're getting expensive why are you going up on price and you shop around and you say you know what i want to go with nso and i'm going to switch over to a tail plus a plus an occurrence policy and i'm just going to do it now i got the money now i'm going to do it the problem is is that you don't automatically roll in. you're still going to have to get a tail so you're not getting any of the benefit of that. So I'm not sure I understand why they're doing that. And I don't know if there's a significant decrease in the price for that plan to, uh, for a claims made. So say say your claims made policy costs you around 1000 bucks, and your current policy costs you 2 or 1800 something like that, order of magnitude, right? But you're getting a deal, you're getting it for $500 for five years or six years. So maybe it is quite a bit cheaper. I don't know. That's the part I don't know. So I would say check it out. It might be a, a good option. Man, is it pretty out today? It's bright blue. Man, is it pretty? The sun's up, it's getting warm. It's twenty it's a balmy twenty-eight on northeast Ohio at the end of April. It's great. Love it. Sorry. I would check it out. I mean, if if I was like brand new and I didn't already have a policy, I'd probably get a quote from them and I'd say, I want to read your policy and stipulations because if you're going to have the flexibility to bill me at a much higher rate on an annual basis at your discretion and I got no say on it, then then basically what that means is that if I get the claims made policy and I want to convert to an occurrence policy later, I'm forced to get the uh, tail coverage somewhere else, right? If I want to leave that policy early. And that's usually three to four times the cost of your claims-made policy. So if your claims-made policy is $1,000, you are going to be looking at three, four grand. Well, there, there goes all your savings, plus some. So I'm not sure I would I would necessarily do it, but it's it's something there. Now, I've always said this, and I agree to my with what I've said in the past. I am want to reiterate. I agree with myself. Damn it. Being Johnny on the spot with your, your policies, as long as it's got all the plan coverage that you want a claims made policy is fine I don't have a problem with a claims made policy you just have to be aware that if you stop that policy or you miss a payment and it lapses then then you need to get tail coverage and that's kind of expensive but you save money so if you were to get tail coverage let's just think about this if you got a claims made policy every year for five years and it was a thousand dollars cheaper than an occurrence policy that'd be five thousand dollars So in five years, you would have paid for your tail coverage, and it would have been the same as getting the occurrence-based policy, so long as the provisions in the policy are the same that you want—same limits of coverage, a one million, three million, or two million, six, or one five, or whatever you want, or whatever's required. Some companies will mandate what they want, insurance-wise, but usually it's got to be at least a one three. That's like a minimum. I've seen that in some statutes too. It's weird that they actually put that in there, but they want they want their APRNs to have minimum li- liability coverage before they practice. the um, The point there, though, is that you might be able to be you might be better off. You might have saved money. I don't know. You go ten years, you just saved yourself ten thousand dollars, and you got the same coverage. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. I. I that, that's the thing. The The fear of, of not getting a tail coverage policy and the unknown about a tail coverage policy to me is is kind of laughable. You can find them out there. They're not that hard. You can call a bunch of different people. You can call Westfield Insurance in Ohio, and I guarantee they got tail, tail policies. I guarantee they can do it. They're like a specialty boutique giant. They're big. They're a big... Uh, insurance company. I'm sure you could probably go to someone like Westfield and get it. And I'm sure there's a hundred of those all over the country that would be happy to, to to sell you a tail policy. So I wouldn't be afraid of, of a claims made policy. And I wouldn't be afraid of this hybrid other than the fact that I think they lock you in for at least six years to get to that point where you're, you're switching over to the tail. So you don't need the tail, but in five years of just paying for just a claims made policy, you're probably going to be able to pay for the tail anyways. So I think it's a marketing scam to be honest with you a little bit. Um, but it might be okay if it really is the best way, if that's all you can afford and that's what they can get you in right now, I would rather do that than nothing, but I don't know what their prices are. I would do the math on it. I'd love to hear somebody that's got one of those policies. If you have one of those policies, I want you to email me and tell me what the policy is. I wouldn't even i would even like to see the policy. Somebody could send me a policy on it. Um, Jeff at the npdude.com. All right. Housekeeping. See what I did there? I screwed with you guys. I'm doing housekeeping in the middle. Ha! <laughs> so you can't skip your first seven minutes, Mr. Uh, Mr. or Mrs. Uh, rating people on iTunes. There you go. See what you say? Alright, I'll shake things up. We're like twenty-five, eighty-something Facebook likes. How do you support the show, guys? You guys know how to support the show. The best way to do it is tell your friends, like and share on Facebook, give a rating rating on iTunes, I don't care what the number is, and I don't care what you guys say, I really don't, if you, if it's great things, it's awesome, fantastic, if you've got good constructive criticisms, awesome, um, saying I got drivel, that's not really constructive, I drivel all the time, that's kind of a compliment, I'm a lawyer for crying out loud, that's what we do, <laughs> it's like, it's calling a pot black, right, or kettle black, I don't know, something like that, isn't a old wife, like, thing we used to say, right, it's the whatever, all right, the, um, other way you can support the show is to use the Amazon affiliate link, you guys are hammering it right now, I just had somebody buy, what did they buy, what was the weird item of the day, um, somebody's going to a wedding, I saw some wedding stuff in there, that's cool, um, somebody got a nice dress, um, what else, I'm not going to talk about the unmentionables, this might be embarrassing for somebody, the, um, what else are we getting in there, I don't know, my wife keeps buying airsoft guns for my kids, apparently. I keep seeing those popping up on there. (laughs) It's like, what the heck, another airsoft gun? What the heck? Who's making this money? I don't think it's me. All right. Um, What else can you do? I I still have a couple of chronic and shirts that are large or uh, extra large, if you guys are interested in that. I still haven't done another run because I haven't gotten any response from anybody. Nobody wants them, I guess. I don't know. Are they not cool? Tell me they're cool or not. I don't care. But if you want a chronic and t-shirt, go look on my Facebook page. You can see what they look like. Or you can email me uh, the size and the address you want to send to. I'll send you the the PayPal link. They're 25 buckaroos. Um, It's just kind of something fun. I don't make really any money on them. It's just something fun to do um, what else there's a donate button you can help by uh, using the donate button it's the same stuff I say every time but people that have listened all the time it gets boring to you and I apologize but there's new people every day I just got 40 new best friends in the last like three days so I got to tell them how to support the show and if they only listen to a, ho- a couple shows every now and then they are not listening to every single show if you're listening to every show I apologize that you got to hear the housekeeping I really do and I'm gonna shake it up. I'm gonna put it all over the place, just to mess with people. You missed those first seven minutes. You must. You might miss something awesome. You might save your bacon. You need to listen to every single minute. <laughs> I love screwing with people. All right. I'm gonna get an unlike. I'm gonna get a one rating now. Jeff's being a jerk. <laughs> I don't care. Give me a one. I don't care. Um, next thing I want to talk about was the. Um, CNPC group, the Clinical Nurse Practitioners for Change, kind of a status update of where we are with things, the um, draft changes to the standards document from the CCNE, and I might want to go back a little bit and talk a little bit about the CCNE, I've talked to just in the last couple episodes a little bit about who they are, but the CCNE is the accreditation body that, um, that accredits the schools, the nursing programs and it's made up primarily of educators, so you can kind of see it's the, you know, the, the fox garden the hen house, and um, so it's it's not the most, you know, independent authority, if you ask me, and and one of the, the goals of them is to have, you know, transparency and, you know, independence and not the, the, the perception of, you know, being, uh, you know, skewed towards the educational model, but They are, and it's obvious, and it needs to change. So one of the things that we are doing is we, um, as a group, the CNPC leaders of that group, and there's four of us, we um, went through the draft changes to the standards document, which basically is the guidelines for accreditation. They were due, the comments came out, or the uh, draft came out a week or so ago, and uh, we tore through it over the weekend, this last weekend, and we edited it, um, edited I put a lot of D's in there, didn't I? They, uh, me, and these, and these, these guys, we, we ripped through it. We, we gave comments of of changes to that document, mostly additions, a couple little changes, but mostly additions. And what we want to do as a group is help enforce, or or help um, the C N the C C N E understand that we as a collective of a profession want the educators to provide clinical sites that are quality, not garbage, not just here. Here's, here's a list of a bunch of people in the area. Go find your own. And you know, if you're standing in a corner for a whole semester, not touching a patient or doing anything, um, that's, that's not acceptable, and so that's one of the main things that we want. The other thing was admissions criteria, and again, I've, I'm cool. If you guys don't want to add in the admissions criteria, you can edit the comments that we did. Now, what we did is we posted this to the Facebook group for the C. CNPC group, the clinical Nurse Practitioners for Change group. but I also posted it on my Facebook thread as well. So if you want to be involved in this on iTunes, you're out there in iTunes world and you don't get on Facebook and you don't listen or you don't do it, you can email me Jeff at the Npdu.com and you can copy I'll, I'll email you back the, the draft instructions of how we are responding to the draft the draft changes. It's our comments to their draft changes. So if you want to be involved, email me, Jeff at the com, and I'll send you how to do it. Okay? I promise I will. And it's we, we only have until May 8th to get comments in. So they're accepting comments. We've got a good number of them out there, but we need a lot more. We really do. We need to we need to make a statement just by filling their inbox with the number. Now this is not an organization that is run by the government. This is a private institution. It's a private company, if you will, that is that is deemed credible to accredit the nursing schools so we need to, we need to force their hat and let them know that we are all listening and that we are keeping track of what they're doing now and they can't get away with this crap anymore and every time they do we'll follow their rules but you know we're gonna we're gonna let them know we're watching and maybe that'll say okay we got to tighten this crap up we got to we got to do a better job we can't just bow to the to the deans and to the the provosts of the university that says we need more people pushed through because that's our moneymaker right now and it's the only thing keeping the doors afloat. And oh, by the way, let's go build another uh, aquatic uh, stadium over here. Bullshit, right? Teachers, teach your students. Don't worry about the fancy stuff with the you know pillars and the you know like crap they put in every institution. It's fancy new buildings. How about you teach people? That's a good good first step. Be a good program and people will come to you and pay the price. You'll get what you deserve. But no, they don't. They're just jamming them through. And so um, that's a big part of what we want to do is try to try to limit that um, uh, lack of, of a credibility. Or credibility, I guess. They're not credible. CCNE is not credible right now. And a lot of the institutions, a lot, not all of them, a lot of good institutions out there. So I'm not bashing on institutions in general or in any specific sense, but in general, they're, they're allowing people in, and they're allowing people to do things that are not appropriate as far as quality, and and we're, we're paying the price as a profession. One of the, the comments somebody had on my CNPC group, or our CNPC group, I shouldn't say, it's not just mine, it's a bunch of people's, is that... Um, the, the idea that that full practice authority, you know, and, and the lack of collaboration and all this stuff that's out there um, is the, 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 the fight that we're fighting is that we're fighting the wrong fight. We're, you know, instead of saying, oh, we need full practice everywhere, instead of, you know, we're, we're, we're limiting. Instead of limiting full practice authority, how about improve education? The 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 naysayers against nurse practitioners want to say the quality of the education sucks. So let's fix it. Even if it's not if it if it's the, the 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 perception that the education sucks, we need to fix the perception. And right now, it's hard to say that we can fix the perception when the bar to entry is so very low. We need to raise that bar. I I still think that that's a big part of it. They still need to to provide the clinical sites. No other medical or healthcare profession other than nurse practitioners have to find their own clinical sites. Physical therapy they get their sites provided for, the um, uh, PAs, DOs, podiatry, you name it, they find it they provide it, and they manage the quality of it. If it's not a good quality product that's coming out of that clinical site, they won't use it. They'll find another one. Or they'll limit the number of students that they can place, because if you lose a clinical site and you don't have another one, guess what, I just lost the ability to place X number of students in that clinical site, next year I go down in the number of students that we can take. Oh my god, we're sacrilege, how dare you go down in enrollment? yes, go down in enrollment, be responsible, so right now the educational system is not being responsible, and the CCNE is looking the other way, allowing it, so fox guarding hen house, best analogy I can come up with, we need to stop that, we're, we're going to be uh, the CNPC group that's, that's not guarding the hen house, but we're watching the fox to make sure they're not sneaking in to go snag a chicken, <laughs> alright guys, I'm having fun with you guys. I'm having fun with the CFPC group. We also have um, articles of incorporation been filed. I read, I've been touching base with the Secretary of State. They're not. They're slow as molasses. So we can wait for them to get that stuff figured out. But once that's done, then we're gonna have an organization organization set up. Uh, we have a website, we're working on that I'm not going to disclose what that is until we are for sure incorporated and uh, then we're going to start taking memberships, we've got a handful of resumes from people, if you feel like you want to be a part of this movement, this is not a paid position, and this may not be something you even want to put on your resume if it turns out to be a you know <laughs> a big negative, I will, I'm proud of it we're going to rock some boats, we're going to piss some people off that's okay, I think they need to be pissed off, to be honest with you they get they're, they're too complacent in the way things are and they're letting things slip away i there's too many threats against the, the states that already have full practice they i don't think people understand that it's not like once you get full practice authority it's like woo, oh take a breath uh-uh they're still attacking they're trying to reverse it they're trying to go backwards they just wait until one state goes from full practice authority back to having to have collaborative agreements and more restrictions once that happens it's the house of cards is going to fall and, and that it's, they're, they're putting pressure medical associations are putting pressure on for that and they're trying to put nursing, uh, nursing uh, practitioners, practitioners under the board of medicines so that they can do it the other way oh no we don't need collaboration but we're going to put so many restrictions in on what they can do through the board of medicine that it won't matter anyways we'll stifle them in other ways and I don't think that, that's that's ridiculous. So I, I think that we need to improve our education. We need to per, Im, improve the perception of the quality of our education. We can't say stupid crap on Facebook, and then get you know and then be like, uh, yeah, I, I, I want autonomy. <laughs> you just don't say anything if you don't know what you're talking about. Just shut up. It makes us all look bad. Don't say something stupid on Facebook. Don't take post pictures of obvious rashes and say, this is my kid, I'm an NP, and I don't know what I'm doing, so I'm going to ask random people, no, go learn it yourself <laughs> through Google. I mean, if you don't know what you're doing, go through Medscape or up-to-date or find a good Derm book. Realize that might be your weakness, go find out. I realize that some people don't. You know, if you're psyched and you don't know what a rash is, that's fine. But that's not appropriate. Take your kid to the provider. Get it checked out. Don't do Facebook don't use our forums it makes us look silly it really does I've kind of done a 180 on that one I used to say oh it's you know just trying to gain knowledge but now it's just it's to a detriment there's too many people it's half of those Facebook forums are. every other one is somebody asking about a rash for their kid does this look like fifth disease that's the last one I saw I'm like come on dude you guys look bad here I don't know how to read labs so here read this basic lab interpretation My good God, we need to improve education. I don't care who you are in in NP in any area. You should be able to read labs and understand what they mean. And that starts with pathophysiology. We need to improve and increase the number of hours that we do pathophysiology, pharmacology, and do some more assessment. We just do. And I, I truly believe that a common nurse practitioner degree for all, and then you specialize as a clinical doctorate. Because they're pushing for a DNP now, anyways, and a DNP to me is just more research. And some will say research is great. Research is what how we build our evidence-based practice, and we promote that. But when you look at most people that are getting their DNP, they're just doing it to get through. And so the quality of the research isn't necessarily there, or the topic of the research is just not really pertinent to a lot of clinical practice. If somebody wants to get a DNP, I'm all for it. Go get a DNP. I don't care. But that's not clinical. That is not a clinical doctorate. Agree 100% with John Canyon. Not a clinical doctorate. We need a different way. We need a better way. And everybody's going to say, well, you need to go to just med school then. Well, I don't know. Maybe we need to be more like med school then. I don't know what to tell you. The perception, if we're if we're losing our profession because we're allowing anybody in and the quality isn't there, maybe we, maybe we do need to go more that way. I don't know what to tell you. We we do medicine and we do healthcare. We do nursing. We do both. We got to improve the quality of the medicine side though. We just do. We didn't do a single X ray interpretation in my FNP. I think that was a huge detriment to me. I look at them as every time I see one, I look at them and I try to figure out and I try to learn and I try to study. But it's just it should have been done. Should have done some radiology. My wife's uh, DPT. She did radiology. She reads x-rays better than I do. It's ridiculous. I, I, I don't know what to do. I mean, we got to fix this. That's all we can do. So the first step is you you can uh, go and do the email to the C, CCNE. And um, if you don't know how to do that, you can uh, either PM me through Facebook or give me an email. Jeff at the MPD.com. Um, I want to thank you guys. If you guys are working there, it's going into a weekend. If you're working the weekend, be smart. I really mean that. Be smart. Use your brain. Be safe. Don't put yourself in situations that you're going to lose your license or get physically hurt, right? Be safe in what you do doing. Pay attention to the crazies out there. There's a lot of them, especially you ER people. Be safe out there. Um, we'll talk soon, guys.